0: attention now, don't
1: I? This is the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast. Prepare to get caffeinated. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast. I'm here with the world's greatest motocross rider, Tyler Bierman. Uh, uh, Trevor Beerman. <laughs> Tucky Beerman.
0: <laughs> How many Beermans <laughs> did you have on that trip? Oh,
1: well, you know, actually, I, I came up with a new name every time. Fred Beerman was my favorite. It's probably like... Ron
0: Beerman. 14 different Beermans.
1: Yeah. This is, well, this isn't, if, you, if, you, if you're not into motor, this definitely isn't Tyler Beerman. No. Uh, Tyler looks like, you know... I don't have you know, the blonde, luscious locks. He looks like a surfer.
0: Yeah, he does. Not a
1: motor rider. It's a he looks like somebody rider. that would ask you for some change.
0: But. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The
1: car park down at uh, no, Venice Beach. This is Mr. Blake Williams. Now, you. The thing is, is, is we'll get to your history. We're, we'll 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 make it short, because that's not going to be the fun part of this.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah, you go, I'll just let you roll with it. You're an awesome.
1: You, you're an awesome motocross. You have like forty gold medals. No, and I've X only got one. has
0: got heaps more than me. <laughs> I, got, I got heaps of silvers. I'm like always the bridesmaid. <laughs> but you did have a wedding day. I, I, uh, in court, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually, how most marriages end. But yeah, no.
1: <laughs> the gold medal. Which one was that for?
0: 2009 freestyle motocross at X Games. So it was actually pretty cool. I was the first non-American to win freestyle, which was pretty cool because they pretty much ruled the sport for years, and it was. So they make it a little hard for foreigners to come in and... Yeah, but now their you guys are ruling the sport yeah, because
1: every every top name is an Australian.
0: I think fast forward, it might have been Austin 2015, and there was a picture of all the Aussie athletes. Me and Harry were standing off to the side with no medals, but Clint had three bronzes, Sheenie had a gold and a silver, uh, Jacko had a gold, and it was basically, I think, 12 of the 15... Um, so motor- you've taken it back. 12 of the 15 motocross sport medals were for Aussies. Jared won gold in whip and step up. So yeah, it was basically an Aussie domination and it still is. I think there was one American in in freestyle this year at X Games.
1: But So then what is how, at what point did Australia just adopt freestyle motocross? Because guess, you're pretty much like Canadians with hockey.
0: And we're a little <laughs> bit further away, a little bit secluded. But um, yeah, I think <laughs> what it is, is it just took us a little bit longer to catch up and, and get our foot in the door. And then that natural stupidity and and just balls-to-the-wall, wall send attitude of Aussies just fit right into Is it freestyle. just there's
1: not much to do in some of the outskirts?
0: <laughs> that, that too. I mean, Jacko gets himself in a lot of trouble because he's very bored on his big property in the middle of nowhere. So... Um, but yeah, just growing up with land and stuff, we all start riding early. And, and like I said, that stupidity that we have that just makes you want to send it either for the boys or you just translate that into freestyle. And next thing you are trying stuff that you probably shouldn't and figure it out.
1: What was, I mean, what was the first foam pit you did? Like when, when at what point was it like, okay, I could jump. I can now do tricks while I jump. Now I can flip.
0: How does that go? I never thought about. it. I grew up racing BMX, and I always loved to jump. And, you know, when you're young, you have the real skinny-ass BMX tires. I always used to try and jump shit I couldn't, and I'd always case it and and pinch the tube. And I went through, like, 12, 15 tubes in one year, and my old man's like, stop trying to jump everything. Just rim bash, pop the tire. And yeah, so that's where I loved to jump. And then I had a motocross, a motobike to ride around in the back paddock. And I just started building jumps for that. When I was 12, I started racing motocross. I did a lot more supercross over the years than I did motocross just because I loved to jump. And then when I left school, I started a full-time job and was racing mainly supercross, not so much motocross. Because when I turned senior in Australia, you turn 16, you have to race with the pros. I was weighed like 110 pounds dripping wet. So I couldn't hold on to a 125 for half an hour. (laughs) <laughs> so uh, yeah, I just did more supercross and actually focused on my job. And um, yeah, fast forward a couple of years, started doing some heel clickers, hitting a ramp for fun. And then I'm like, I want to do a flip. And my parents are like, no, I'm like, you're not doing that? And so me and my buddy Cam went out, and I just did it. And um, to dirt, yeah, I'll t- I had some hay on the landing, but yeah, I, I flipped the BMX, I flipped the mini bike, and then just sent a 250F. And to you, dirt.
1: did you have anybody to? Uh, you this or to no. say hey this is how you do this you need to you know no. because travis is very intricate in you've yeah, got to be yeah
0: he's very good at getting you through lean the back to get to it. yeah like, i didn't like, have any of that it was just send it and see that's why i started with the bmx the mini bike and then yeah first one was straight to dirt so that was a pretty, 250 yeah yeah
1: and how much you how much did you weigh then probably 105 yeah pounds. how did you get that bike around
0: <laughs> i mean, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. But uh, yeah, the funny thing was, there was a dude out there taking photos and went on some freestyle forum, and I was at work the next week, and my parents called me into the office. I worked at the family business. And they're like, what's this? And they bring it up on the computer screen. There's me upside down on my bike. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did a backflip on the weekend. I like, went I'm to impress, but <laughs> just went on from there. So. Yeah, a year later, I quit my job and started doing freestyle full-time. And then a year after that, I was in X Games. So it kind of just, it was something I never thought I was going to do. I never thought I was going to be a professional dirt bike rider. I thought I was going to be a pump mechanic working for my dad. And I was focused on my apprenticeship. And it got to that year when I started flipping. And I'd be at the back of the factory with a welding mask on, just like that, daydreaming about riding. And my old man's like, hey, what? And he's like, yeah, you just, you don't want to be here anymore, do you? I mean, most people don't want to go to work, but I used to like it. And then after a doing all that stuff on dirt bikes, all I was thinking about was doing dirt bikes. So he's like, all right, tell you're passionate about it. Finish your schooling and your trade and then you can go do whatever you want. But yeah, I'm not going to have you sit here and work every day when all you want to do is ride your dirt bike. So
1: what do they think when you go and win X Games for freestyle?
0: Uh, (laughs) I mean, they're obviously pretty stressed at the time. So um, yeah, my dad's definitely got some gray hairs from that because it is pretty stressful watching your kid go there and huck themselves. And Obviously, they see the highs and the lows. You know, no one else is really around. But when, you when you there's crash. only 40 people was one of the cool kids, but I wasn't one of the nerds because I did something cool. So I kind of met in the middle. And yeah, it was just every Thursday, Friday, they'd all be talking about the house parties they're going to for the weekend. And I'd be sitting on the curb waiting for my dad to pick me up with the moto trailer to head away for the weekend and go race. So yeah, it was kind of like school and everything else outside was separate. And I just couldn't wait to get out of school. I wanted to quit earlier, but they wouldn't let me. But oh well, it is what it is. And then at what point do you figure out that you can drive
1: something with four wheels?
0: Uh, it's kind of Trav that got me into that. Like, I knew like, everyone thinks they're the world's fastest go-kart driver when you go to pole position or something. Yeah. But um, I could drive pretty good, and then it just every time we're on tour, it turned into go-kart battling with Trav. And I God bless him. He always puts 100 bucks down each time, even though he knows I'm going to flog him. So, um... <laughs> But um, yeah, so a lot of battles with that. And then he's like, you should try a shifter cart. And I didn't yet, like I said, didn't really think much of it. Got in a shifter cart, smoked him. And then, yeah, he let me drive his rally car. And it was like, well, you know, with age comes the cage. This roll cage stuff's pretty cool. Wait,
1: you, you, you kind of went from one, one level to the last level. That's- so you drove a shifter cart, then you drove a rally supercar.
0: Uh, yeah, rally, not just a rally car, a rally cross car. So they got way more horsepower. They weigh. it's Travis's X Games car and I'd never driven all-wheel drive and I, he skipped the basic steps of learning to drive all-wheel drive for me and he just threw me straight in his supercar. And um, I mean, it was amazing, but to, you don't really get that opportunity ever. And I got thrown into it when I had absolutely no experience. I'd love to go back and do it now. But yeah, thanks for doing that back to front, Trav. But I do appreciate the drive, but I didn't really get to enjoy it and drive the car to anywhere near its potential because I was still... So I did all right in there, but nothing to nothing to. Well, right oh, yeah, you're about. scared of it at that point because yeah, you're like, you don't understand what it does. Yeah, it gets sideways and all you think thinking that's 750 grand if you flip it over, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, so so you get in the supercar and then go back to learning how to
0: drive. Yeah, then I went to learn how to drive. So that, that was water. the hook. Yeah, yeah, so that, then I went to rally school up in um, Seattle there. That was pretty fun. Dirt and fish. Dirt fish, yeah, and learned to drive Subarus. All, and Honestly, the first day you do basically drive around two cones and you've got to lift, turn, brake and get the car to slide. And I couldn't do that to save my life. There was a kid and his mom bought him for a birthday present and she did it too, the rally school. And she got that bit down before I did because I was just like coming in, tipping it in like it was rear wheel drive and wondering why the car wouldn't slide. And like, whoa, slow down. And then by day three, once you learn to drive all wheel drive, steer with your feet. It's, it's actually a pretty amazing feeling as you go going sideways around a corner where you'd normally panic and you just keep the wheel But you have in. so
1: much control. We were doing this yeah. like four days ago. <laughs> yeah.
0: But until you learn that control, you've got no idea. And as I said, I couldn't even go up and, and flick the car around a, a cone in a flat gravel yard for the first day. It's,
1: it's, it is unreal once it clicks that you can yeah. be peddled to the ground and be in full control, just steering with your feet.
0: And looking out the side window. You yep. barely look out the windscreen. It's like, all right, look at that next turn. Right, right, I'm going to go this way next. And then you're over <laughs> here. And once you figure it out, it's like same hand-eye coordination with a dirt bike. The things we do with our brake pedal and shifter and things on the clutch and brake as we're moving around, like that just transfers into a car. And as I said, you're looking out the window and your feet are going like, yep, a little bit here, a little bit that. You Like I said, the, you know, the steering wheel does stuff all in a rally car.
1: Well, that's what, that's what, the biggest thing that people don't understand when they first get in a rally car, that moving the steering wheel a quarter of the way is about all you're doing. Yeah. Like, they're like, wait, what? <laughs> we just did
0: that. All you did was was do this. From the outside, the car looks like you're doing the Commodore wave in the in the front seat like that. But um yeah, literally if you watch all those rally cross races and stuff, they're fully sideways in that. And if you really focus on the front wheels, they, they barely Go like that because it's all weight transfer. Yeah. like if you're in a rear wheel drive, you see them come in and then it's the wheels full lock that way right. as you're going sideways. But that was like
1: leading into my first time at Rally Ready with, with Dave. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're going to teach you to steer with your feet. I was like, and I'm, I, don't, I, I sit
0: up in the chair like this and put me feet? Well, the it's on the like, you,
1: yeah, you start thinking about that. You're like, what? This doesn't make sense. How yeah. does one steer with their feet? But you got to put the seat right back or sit in the back seat. When you go and do that first. The first mechanics course of, and and that's front wheel drive, rear wheel drive, all wheel drive in dirt. Yeah. When you learn that, your driving in general just goes way up because now all of a sudden you're really learning what the mechanics of a car can do.
0: Yeah, well, what you can do with a car instead of just your average road car where it's swerve and slam on the brake, smash the throttle. It's literally, and then the biggest thing is patience and be smooth. Like if you start doing more than you need to, you just start getting out you're, of control. Yeah. You get sideways, you don't correct it as quick as you can. You just move the wheel smoothly and don't panic if you're heading sideways towards something. Just a bit of throttle, gas out of it. And once you learn that and get that little bit of confidence, it's, a, yeah, it's amazing how fast you he can go through things and how out of control you look from the outside, or what you would have thought was out of control. If you get him in the passenger with Travis, like you basically don't let go of the oh handle, that's what they call it in Australia, where you grab it up there. Like you're literally like, oh, It doesn't make sense. We're, yeah, we're, we're gonna die, we're gonna die. And then he's just, Oh, yeah, but what do you think about that? This next year, he's not, he's not even looking, he's yeah. just talking to you. <laughs> so, one, yeah, once you know what he's doing and how he's doing it, you're like, All right, yeah, I'm comfortable. Getting in with Travis at any point is scary as shit. But if you if you're in there, then you understand what he's doing. You you're a little bit more confident. I be mean, better.
1: any person that has never been with someone experienced with rally driving doesn't understand how what what there's a there's a disconnection of of computing power.
0: There's just the oh shit the whole time because <laughs> anything you're going at, and you're like mm, pushing back in your seat. You you think there's no way well, that you're that
1: accelerating goes. into a turn, and yeah. they're like. No, 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 why? And then you just tap those brakes, get, the, get the, well, the front end weight in there, and all of a sudden you're sideways.
0: The passenger's trying to push the invisible brake pedal as hard as they can. It's <laughs> probably dents in the floor when they do all those passenger rides because they're just pushing so hard trying to stop that the brake pedal's not there because they're freaking out. So, but yeah, I like said, dip the front, transfer the weight, get the back end hanging out. Use the happy handle if you need it. <laughs> so, but yeah. it,
1: was, it was early on that Travis told me uh, not to use it. He said, because you'll, you'll get to, yeah. it'll be a cheater. So he goes, pretend everything that you drive doesn't have one. And the more that you can control the car with just the gas and brake pedal and, and weight transfer, the better you're going to be.
0: hundred percent. Yeah. Like it's basically only really used in like in Rallycross, you watch the onboard if they're, didn't transfer the weight enough or there's another car at the inside and they couldn't flick it as far. They use it a little it's bit. It's like an it escape. It's like an yeah. escape.
1: It's a last ditch. Like, oh, this isn't coming around like I wanted to. Let's get that last piece. It's the
0: mulligan to yeah. get you back in there. <laughs> but yeah, so you basically, when I did rally cross, you only used it on the, the dead, like the straight hairpins, right around, maybe just to flick it around. Or as I said, if someone was there and bumped you in the corner and upset your rotation and you have to get the back end around real quickly. But as you said, other than that, don't use it if you don't, Trying to use it's
1: it. It's gonna it's gonna promote bad habits. Yeah. If, you, if you're leaning on it all the time, what professional racing have you done then since you've jumped into four uh, wheel?
0: I did Red Bull Global Rallycross. I did like seven rounds over two years in the lights class, which is pretty funny because I was over thirty at the time. And all the kids in there are like 16 to like maybe early 20s and their dads are paying all the bills and they're just playing, treating them like dodging cars. And <laughs> I do like a couple of months worth of backflips and then just show up at the event, and jump in the car. And it'd take me a couple of practice sessions and, you know, qualifying in a couple of races the first day to get back into it and be at a competitive pace. Like within a second of the leader's. So, but yeah, I was always on the back foot because I just came in there with after riding a dirt bike for the, the last yeah. however long. So, yeah, the more I drove in a, a couple of weeks in a row, like the better it got. And it just everything was more natural. I was more relaxed in the car. And, but yeah, when you first get back in after a few months off and it's at a race, it's like it's, it's pretty hard to do good because you're so flustered and you're not, it's just not your natural. It, it's a little natural, but yeah, it's hand-eye coordination, muscle memory, everything, and seat time, basically. That's all it is. If you don't drive stuff all the time, then it's hard to get back in that zone. Where someone like Travis, he can just jump in and switch on, but he's been doing it his whole life. Yeah, but
1: something that's just unreal about Travis is it doesn't matter what the task is. He figures out how to get good at it in the first, like, 10 minutes. Well, he's not, Even so- if it's, like, like ski ball. Yeah, like- he's
0: not that good at drifting, though. I smoked him at drifting. <laughs> We're going to need to see this. Ask him about South Africa. I was Dove. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was useless at that. So <laughs> maybe because it was rear wheel drive only. But yeah, it's it's the yeah Global Rally Cross. I did like seven rounds there. I got one podium. I was up on the podium just spraying, popping bottles, spraying it, started chugging from it. And then the lady comes up and goes, oh, it's actually non-alcoholic cider because it was kids it's under 21 kids. in the class. But uh, yeah, I still chugged it just for the photo. And um, then I did Pike's Peak hill climb twice. With uh, Trav in a Porsche GT4, so that was wild. That place, that's a scary place. That's dangerous. Uh, yeah. People die at Pikes Peak. I came the closest you can come to going off a cliff without going off a cliff. So, is this on video? Uh, yeah, I mean, I can I can pull it up if you want to edit it in. We well, definitely we should put yeah. that in. <laughs> so, well, as as this clip's playing right now, um, I thought I was going to hit the wall it was right. I don't know, about 10 corners to go and it's basically just a cliff on that side, probably 70, 80 mile an hour coming to the corner and it got sideways and there was the wall on the inside. I'm like, oh, I don't want to hit it. And I saved, I was probably that far from hitting the wall and then it flicked back that way. Next thing I just seen the edge of the road and just blue sky. And then I was heading that way and I snapped the steering wheel back and as it spun around, the back wheels went off the asphalt into the dirt, which is like this much on the edge of the track. And then it spun right around. I was facing backwards Looking back, the was the way I was coming on the edge of the road.
2: <laughs>
0: but the onboard, you can see in the rearview mirror, you can see my eyes and yeah, I shit my pants and my eyes pop out my head when I almost hit the wall and then it goes back that way and then they go again because I thought I was going to drive off the cliff. So, <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was wild, but uh, I mean, I saved it. I didn't go off the cliff. That would have been my Pikes Peak career done, the first day of practice oh, forever. Just... I did a three point turn, kept going up the hill, and just kind of said I had a bit of a moment. Didn't say nothing, and then Travis was like, "Oh, I had a moment too. I got sideways by the finish." And then we got back that night and watched the inboard, and he come out and grabbed me. He's like, "Dude, it's like I oversold mine, you undersold yours. That was, you nearly went off the cliff. It's like, yeah. it's like you nearly destroyed that." Porsche. You
1: know what he's scared, what he's scared. That's like, yeah, uh
0: oh. He's like, you didn't tell me it was that kind of moment. I'm like, hey, it was just a moment. Like,
1: Don't show the Porsche guys. Well, you and I have a bit of a history now. We do. I think. We do. They don't know that we've had a long-lasting rivalry. We do. With no real uh, motive behind it. Yeah. It's other just, than just...
0: Just bickering. Shit talk. I think we're too loud now <laughs> shit talkers, so if you can one <laughs> up the other at any point, it's good to shut them down.
1: Uh, you and I did one lap. it was almost four years ago. Well, you did two laps. <laughs> 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 For those of you who don't know... I don't know um, if we've ever talked about it. One so. lap
0: of America is, what, 3,500 miles, uh, eight racetracks in eight different days, and there's two drivers in one car, and you do a racetrack, drive eight, ten hours to the next stop, racetrack the next day, then drive to the next one. Well, JT come along with Arpen in his uh, <laughs> Ford Focus RS, non-rally spec, just too many bolt-on mods from AutoZone. And... um, the thing had that many failures or whatever, and he had to drive back to Dallas to get a new gearbox, and then here and there, and then the clutch went out. And I think he did what, like five and a half thousand miles. Yeah, something in, like it was like fifty two hundred miles, yeah, and it was like, all said and done. We're gonna we're gonna ten hour drive to the next racetrack, and like oh, I'll see you tomorrow. We're gonna swing by Dallas. It's an extra nine hours, and then they'd show up at lunchtime at the track with a new clutch or something. And then
1: something. <laughs> <laughs> we went through two clutches, two transmissions.
0: <laughs> that's yeah. So when it was all said and done, uh, you know me and me and Sheenie over there won the overall. We smoked travel. Oh yeah, self. you guys killed it. And then um, yeah, old Arthur and JT rocked up about a day and a half later. And um, I think just, yeah, I think we got sixty
1: ninth. We beat the girls. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's easy. Yeah. <laughs> all we wanted to do was beat the girls. Yeah, they had a little bit too much horsepower for their skill level, but um, <laughs> they, they, they were good. So yeah, that was a, that was a fun trip.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I would say. The two coolest portions I thought about that was the first, like the first time when we were, it was like one o'clock in the morning and we're on a single lane highway through Nebraska, just rolling it like one draft. No, that was, that was in the, that was in the evening. Yep. Uh, but it was like one, one, two in the morning. It's, it's cause we all stayed together. So it was, it was you guys, it was Travis and Marcus Latreau and me and Steve Arpin. uh And like, one in the morning, single lane highway in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. We're doing one thirty, one forty, 140 Easy. with three cars just yeah, right, right behind each other. Just like... A- in the dead of night.
0: That yeah, that was that was a pretty fun trip. The trouble is with that when there's like you know 80 cars or something, all with the yeah. stickers and the numbers on the side. Once uh, once someone goes through the town in a nice car with a sticker, the old highway patrol. Car That's why things, it
1: works to to wait. Back. Yeah, yeah. Let them get the first ones.
0: But then they just sit there on the side of the freeway because they know there's another 25 or another 80 dickheads coming through in, in expensive cars trying to go fast. We got pulled over at one point. I'd been driving for like three hours and I needed to pee so bad. I'm like, Sheena, you want to drive? I'm going to pull up at the next truck stop. And he's like, yeah, sweet. And as I was coming up to the exit, a cop pulled up beside me and just stared at me. And I'm like shit, you know how bad this is going to look when I take the next exit? Yeah. And I had to pee so bad. So sure enough, I took the exit. He dicks in behind us and pulls up the servo and I go to get out. like, man, I really go. He's, you stay right there. And then he comes up and he's like, I had calls that there was a race car dodging in and out of traffic and going fast. I'm like, oh, yeah, there's like 80 of us on this trip. He's like, are they all white Subarus with number 22 on the door? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, all right, you got me, you got me. And then he's like. All right, go pee. i come back out. And he's like, so what are you guys doing? And um, I pulled out the Yokohama booklet that explained everything, and it had um, Travis and Luttrell in it. And he's like, Marcus Luttrell? I'm like, he was my get-out-of-jail-free card. And, <laughs> and he's like, is he here? I'm like, oh, he's in the other Subaru. He should be coming along soon. And, oh, really? Like, do, do you think he's going to stop at this gas station too? And then next right, thing you know, yeah. all the erratic driving that we got called in for was just forgotten about because Marcus <laughs> was coming. So thanks, Marcus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that happened more than a few times. Oh, yeah. But so... Remember, we, we left after the second day first, and then you guys all passed us, pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was the, the cop came up. He took mine and Steve's licenses. He goes back to his car. Then he comes back up. He goes, my son's with me, and he's in the Army, and he doesn't believe that it's you two in this car. Do you <laughs> mind getting out? <laughs>
0: It's amazing. Like in Australia, you probably would had your car impounded in the road. no matter who you are. But yeah, here the old Marcus Lou Troll car was good. So I was always good to jump on the road when Trav and Lou troll were. In yeah, there. you
1: had to be near the blue car.
0: Yeah, yeah. Follow the blue Subaru. He can be the lead car, so. <laughs> yeah, you can get away with a lot
1: in that. Then the second, like the second one was the bump drafting. That was
0: That was pretty fun. She knew driving. I was hanging yeah. out the window We've got guys. video of there, so I need to I need to hand got, you off the video. I've got a copy of that. We, yeah. can, we can throw that up. As yeah. you can see, there's me hanging out the window right there. We've got a- <laughs> <laughs> we're,
1: we're we're doing yeah easily 130. I
0: got both camera angles
1: touching us yeah. like I, I've got the GoPro and everything and the car was overheating because. No as, as we would no come flow. up and get you, yeah, no air, and the, the, the tent
0: well, would just Well, probably overheating regularly and <laughs> frying clutches and stuff. I mean, you were just trying to actually get a toe, like a <laughs> toe road. No, not the race term toe where you're going for error. You just needed a toe to the next But stop.
1: yes, we're bumping each other on the freeway.
0: Bumping ugly <laughs> 130 miles. Yeah, I know it wasn't a freeway, it was a back road out middle yeah. of somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: because we stopped at that little tiny bar. bar. And like, then they all called their friends.
0: This yeah. <laughs> looks like a good spot, and then Travis it's and the Travel walk in and then the five people at the bar start making calls. And, yeah,
1: and then all of a sudden the bar
0: has 40 people in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was when it was time to bail. We had a long way to drive still. So
1: that is such the the one lap crowd is an eclectic group.
0: It is. What's it? Oh, I forget his name.
1: The the the, the, the old guy. whiskey guy yeah, with the what's syrup.
0: It, what's his name? Um Howard. Howard. Howard in the drives po- the Corvette. Paul Vet. He called yeah. it the Paul and he's done what is it like twenty something one laps in a row? No, he's done he's yeah, done God. them for like thirty five that years. That's a terrible guess. Sorry, Howard. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, when you rock up, he opens his boot and gives you the uh, what do he call truck, us sorry. lap pups or yeah, lap pups? And you got to do a shot of some honey whiskey or something else. Lap puppies. It. He holds the record for one lap for the most strip clubs visited in those eight days, and it was I don't know something like fifteen. Trav was destined to beat it, but I didn't think he got it, like one or two.
1: I'm really glad I did it but one was enough for me.
0: Yeah, I am yeah, like Yokohama looked after us good and Subaru with the cars. So, I mean, everything was awesome with that and everything was just like, here you go, boys, here's your trip and your fuel cart, away you go. And there's your roadmap, here's all your hotel information. Like, I couldn't imagine what it's like planning all that stuff. So yeah, yeah like I said, we kind of got, you know, blessed. Just here it is. And it was it was an easy thing. And I did it twice. And I mean, yeah, it's Oh, def- you've done it twice. Yeah. It's Dev. the first year I did it as Trav's teammate. So um yeah, we were together the first year in one car. So the next year, like, oh, let's send two cars and then like who do you want to drive with? you? I'm like, I'll get Sheenie. And then um Did you did you pick? Yeah, I picked Sheenie. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. Well, you have to it's not just a good driver. You yeah, have to pick I, yeah. someone that you're going to be in a car with for I mean, eight
0: straight days. Whoever I picked, or I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, that was my next point. I said it wasn't the whole trip and everything like that. It was for me picking a driver. It was someone that could put up with me for a week and locked in a car. Because you're basically locked in a... In a and it's also car. not
1: like... It's not a happy time. Because yeah. what happens is you get to the track, you get in the line, and pending on when you get in that line is when you get to go... So if you're leaving the track at three, if four o'clock the and then you're out. looking at the map and it's like, we have 580 miles to drive today. Yeah.
0: yeah. You might not get there till two or three in the morning. Then you got to be at the track again at 7, Seven. 8 a.m. Yeah. And then, yeah, do your thing. Like unpack the car, take the spare tire out for weight, all your suitcases. And that's when I stole Marcus's pillow. Oh, but that yeah. was
1: a, yeah, well, that was a big deal. Well, I mean. You almost got killed.
0: Yeah, I did. I almost got killed by a Navy SEAL uh, for stealing his pillow. But the thing is, yeah, when you get to the track, you pull all the weight out, all your suitcases and stuff. And Marcus wasn't thinking. He put his pillows and stuff next to our pile. So at the end of the day, when you're in a rush, loading all the bags up, I just seen the stuff next to ours. I'm like, that's our pillows and shit. So I just, threw him in the car, and as we're heading down the road, 10 minutes later, I get a text message because I see Marcus getting there, like, putting the seat back, ready for the next road trip. Text message comes through. Which one of you guys got my pillow? And then I'm like, Cheney, speed up.
1: (laughs) Well, there was that and the Spider-Man theft.
0: Yeah, someone stole his Spider-Man toy, but yeah. I mean, yeah, when he gets... Someone stole it? Yeah, yeah, okay, maybe. I did. But yeah, when When Marcus... I still think he's looking for it. Is he is? Yeah. I, I, I would have given it back if I stole it. I would have just hid it in the glove compartment or under the seat or something. But yeah, when uh, yeah when that happened, I was freaking out till we got to the next hotel. I was hoping we can get in and I could check in and get to my room before he see me. But yeah, I think he had to do a ten hour road trip with no pillow in the car. So he wasn't happy. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and he's a big guy. I mean, he needs a bit of space in that. Subaru. Well, it's all those
1: back problems.
0: Yeah, he needs some comfort. And um, I mean, I would have passed it out the window gladly if they come along beside us. <laughs> but I didn't want to be anywhere. Wait, we here. were doing that at one point. Yeah, we, we were, were passing things. We, we yeah. passed the Spider-Man. Yeah, we passed a lot of things through the window. But yeah, if, if Marcus come up beside me and I had the pillow, it wouldn't surprise me if he just grabbed me by the arm and pulled me out of the car and dropped me. So <laughs> so yeah, it wasn't really a plan. I was going to sneak the pillow back the next day, which I did. But yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty scary 10-hour drive.
1: That rivalry has been a little bit more aggressive. It has- he, want, he likes to beat you up.
0: Yeah, he, I'm, he hasn't beat me up yet. Well, I mean, he likes verbally. The, he likes to verbally bash me, and he's yeah. pretty good at it. And I mean, what can I say? He's a he's an American. Because fast American forward a hero. couple of years,
1: we go and do the P1 boats.
0: Yeah, that was fun. Well, you won, didn't you? No, I got I, I got shafted because, like, obviously, we had, a the, bit, we had a bit better than Monster. Everybody boat. did. The Monster boat was faster, so everyone from Monster made it through the next round. And they're like, all right, you got to rock, paper, scissors for who gets the crap boat. And then I was in the... <laughs> I was in the crap boat against Deegan in the monster boat and he smoked me so I was out there and then the monster boat broke down and then it was the, the two guys in the final had to race the crap boat to go head to head so it was like the final was actually a good race with Villapoto <laughs> and Deegan because they were in even even equipment but anyone that jumped in the monster boat was going to win for the first half of the day so yeah we, I,
1: were doing, we were doing well we were yeah. doing real well we yeah. had a
0: fast boat yeah you did Yeah, like, and then that we had the second
1: different. fastest lap of the day with Evan and, and then um, our boat broke
0: yeah so I mean it it sucked because I, I got fourth because I lost rock, paper, scissors to Deegan. Yeah, that so, doesn't... That... Anyway, it is what it, is. it was such a fun event and then to, you know, have Marcus there and shit <laughs>
1: talking. And... That's, that's, that, that was all he was looking forward to. The, yeah. the, the second he showed up, where's Bill Coff? Yeah. Where's Bill Coff? I was trying Where's to do my Spider-Man? He
0: come up and grab the microphone off then. and he's like, "Yeah, this Aussie's full of shit. Don't let's, don't talk to him." And just, <laughs> <as> <laughs> any time I was trying to do something serious on camera interview, I'd just see him in the background just staring at me, and then I'd shit myself. But that's this. a
1: whole another a whole another thing to everything that you've done from motor, freestyle motocross to auto racing, and then and now boat racing. But you also get pulled to announce and just be a personality because everybody yeah. wants you on camera. Well,
0: a lot of the time too, I like especially when I started doing rally and, and like the Pikes Peak stuff, I was so like serious and focused. I do have a serious side and like especially with Pikes Peak, like I wanna concentrate and do everything, but everyone expects the Nitro Circus class clown to be there. You know, dicking around and messing up, and then Doug's like, "I do this with the camera, it'll be funny." I'm like, "Dude, I'm I, I go off a cliff in this Porsche. I'm gonna kill myself." Like, just like, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm leave not, me alone. I'm not normal me today, but yeah, we go to the boat race. It's fun. I go get focused when I drive the boat, but as soon as you get out of the boat, it's just straight shit talking and fun. And it's it's fun to do that. Like you're not bagging anyone out or ripping anyone. It's just friendly friendly rivalry. And Marcus really feeds into that. But yeah, he's an intimidating dude, so. Kind of tippy-toe when I...
1: Yeah, yeah. remember, you, you've made some jokes and then waited. Yeah, if that yeah. was okay.
0: I'm like, <laughs> see how that one flies.
1: <laughs> um, no, but yeah, for one lap, like, you guys were competitive. And you won we, like, we out only, of our group. We won our yeah. class. And then,
0: yeah. I mean, a, an all-wheel drive Subaru. Like, nothing against the Subaru. It's an awesome car. But against, like, a McLaren and, and Porsche, Well, that guy
1: with the McLaren was out by round two. Oh, Remember no, I know he, he fucking. He made, flipped it, it. he
0: made it all the way to the second last day and he punched it into the dirt wall. But, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, we drove the absolute wheels off them thing and went around the corners faster than people. But when you go down a long straightaway against like a Porsche. Oh, geez, yeah,
1: when you guys went through the grass out. There. <laughs> that
0: was the very first <laughs> and day. Then you followed each other. <laughs> very yeah, very first day. It was like whatever position you finish on the first day is your start order for the whole trip. So the better you qualify, the earlier you leave to start your road trip. And I sat right behind Travis. You meant to have a big gap so each can't see the other car. i went, no, I'm, like, nah, I'm taking a right behind him to chase him. We do our warm-up lap, pin it around the first corner, come in hot, and then both just run straight off the road. And it was a wet grass embankment. And Trav runs up, he's like, oh, no, I'm going to finish last. And he's sideways and he looks out his window and I just followed him straight off. And then I was sideways too, just and <laughs> logs on the steering wheel with the throttle flat and fourth gear on this wet grass just sliding into the middle of nowhere. And we're well, lucky there was no tyre wall there. It would have been over in the very first day, But yeah. but...
1: Holy shit, was it fun.
0: Oh, that was so much that, fun. That
1: was the race you guys didn't think we were going to show up to, and then we showed yeah. up. <laughs>
0: oh, look, they're here. There's a black rifle car just showed up.
1: It's limping in.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, I think, yeah, you're in like fourth gear at one point going 30 miles an hour Besides, and you punched us, and the car just went... <laughs> mm, it's just, it was all clutch. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and to just make you feel better, that car is in pieces in Michigan right now, still. Okay,
0: this, how long has it been in pieces? Well, since that, uh, you know... So that is three years. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. It's got a new motor, new transmission, new clutch. I think this peel a wrap-off and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one. not giving up on it.
0: Are you... Yeah. No, I'm not That's giving focus. up on That's it. JT. He's always focused on the car. the
2: trip, remember, Road America?
0: Oh, when you beat Trav? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sheeny actually... Sheeny's over there in the corner. He was my co-driver. He actually beat Trav in the wet, and um, Sheeny was... Come on in. Sheenie was absolutely stoked and Travis was absolutely <laughs> devastated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they were calling they were calling Sheenie the, the B driver and I said, no, he's he's just a, same as me, he just but um saved me for the good tracks. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah Sheenie, Sheenie come on board and killed it. Here he is now. <laughs> I'm say hello,
2: Sheenie? Yeah, Good out, how are you going? <laughs> so I
0: have to hold this thing the
1: whole time, Teddy. Yes, you have to hold it the whole time That's now your new job
0: Look at these muscles though He's way stronger than You guys than can me.
1: change seats in a minute and we'll introduce him properly We'll
0: turn it upside down and we can all sit on it <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what was the highlight? He beat Travis he where? He beat Trav at Road America, and the funny thing was, I had a t-shirt made because the year before I beat him in a couple of tracks, and um, someone gave me a t-shirt that says I beat Travis Pastrana. So I packed it in my backpack for this trip, and sadly, every time Trav and I went out together, he just he just beat me. But then on the third day at Road America, Sheeny beat Trav, so I gave him the t-shirt and let him wear it. And yeah, Trav Trav almost tripped over his bottom lip. He wasn't happy. <laughs>
1: No, he gets mad if he's losing.
0: Yeah, 100%. That's the
1: only time you see him unhappy.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> like, Rallycross, uh, the first round of NRX, a couple of weeks ago, he was on the pole, he had that thing in the bag, and he made it to the first corner, and he blew it. So, I know he's, he was really pissed off at himself, and so you should be, mate, you blew it. But, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I, he's got the speed, he came out swinging to the next one, so I, I think he just needs a little bit of luck, because normally he's starting mid-pack and scrapping his way around, like, he's got the speed to win it this year, so if he makes a little mistake, like that, he's gonna be pissed. Um,
1: oh yeah, he's still in the in the running to win it. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. So. so I mean, it's only two rounds out of five so far, but he's what qualified first and second at, at the first two rounds. So yeah, that one little mistake would have been good on the fourth or fifth lap, but he did it in the first corner and went from first back to seventh or something. So, <laughs> sorry, Trav, to, to call you out, but I'm actually I'm rooting for you, mate. I think you can win this. We all are. I want to see you win. Shame is not shame. But
1: then it it comes down to like, you won your own series.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The funny thing. Well, didn't group, you design all the tracks? <laughs> we were on a, we a group text the other day and someone said, um, I think it was Carmichael or Chad and he's like, oh yeah, I designed the course, I, it's my car and everything, and I still get smoked and then Chad said, yeah, pretty much like speed and style. Strap <laughs> <laughs> invented that sport and I think it was the one time in San Diego and he was like the fastest dude by a mile and then crashed <laughs> in the first corner in the final. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been in the first round he didn't even make it any further he crashed out in the first race so but yeah that's Trav invented that sport and then yeah he was he's, he won every time he entered it, except for that time in San Diego and yeah he just blew it <laughs> same as rally my course my rules everything and I still can't win <laughs> doesn't really change the rules so yeah yeah, yeah. if you're not cheating you're not trying <laughs> so what are you what are you doing next year Oh man, uh, retiring from freestyle? No.
1: <laughs> uh, are you? I've, well, it's man. probably getting. It's probably hurting now. I'm
0: 36 now, and I, I just
1: j- fucked this up right here.
0: Yeah, I just got six stitches in my five stitches in my chin last week. My handlebar punched me upon landing. That wasn't a mistake by me though. That was the airbag landing when you sink in it. It ripped my foot off as soon as I landed. I had no idea I was going to crash. It was all happy days, and all of a sudden, as my wheels about to touch, the next thing I'm getting an uppercut. Are you doing a backflip on a dirt bike? No, it was a turn down. Oh, okay. I wish I'm not as good. I can do backflips way better than I can do turn downs. Right, Sheenie? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I threw a big one and everything was looking good. As soon as I landed, my foot come off, up cart, bang, fell over, you know, dusted up my knuckles. But, yeah, that's so, if it wasn't for COVID, I'd probably be pretty much at the end now because that whole 16 month off, we were meant to do a shitload of shows and everything. And it was probably, you know, you get to that age, that's enough. So, but now with the whole COVID thing, I didn't make any money for like 16 months. So, it was like all right, now I'm going to get back on the horse and slug it out for one more year to kind of make up for spending more money than I earned for the last 16 months. So, mm. yeah, that's probably stretched out dirt bikes for a bit longer, but eventually the goal is to do car stuff. And if that doesn't happen, then I'll just guess I'll be a pump mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> go back to my trade when I was 18 to 21. Well, look, your pump.
1: expectations are, are very...
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I like to keep it... I like to keep very realistic. real. Yeah, I like to keep it realistic, yeah. So, um, or you can go to hosting. There's always going to need to be hosted. I need subtitles, though. <laughs> that is true. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of... We are doing there. subtitles for this one, right? If this has been aired in Southern yeah. California, you'll need <laughs> subtitles.
1: <laughs> no one knows what he's saying.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's the plan. I mean, I, I didn't do Pikes Peak this year, which wasn't... turned out to be not a bad thing because they only ran the race halfway up the hill because of the weather. But, I mean, I'd love to go back and do that again next year. It's just, like, with COVID and everything, a lot of to get sponsors to do car racing stuff. There's not a lot of funding around. And, and even like NASCAR and all those stuff, they struggled just to keep afloat because of all... You got to ev- find audiences. Yeah, like everything. Things are
1: getting boring to people.
0: Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's too much TikTok going on. So. Yeah, but, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be awesome. I'd love, love to do some more stuff next year. It's just trying to figure out how to plan and how to do it and then how to fit it in with what Nitro Circus shows are happening next year because I think they're going to try and come out swinging when the world's opened up and do a bunch of tours to make yeah. up for what we missed over the last year and a half. So if that's the case, like, I'll probably be flying all around the world for all next year. But yeah. if, if there are opportunities to do car stuff, I mean, I can just skip some of the Nitro stuff, which would be awesome, but it just depends on how that is financially. Yeah. So. Well, so how
1: long have
2: you guys been friends? Uh,
0: we've been friends. I'll let Cheney answer this one. You oh. can, talk- he can tell-, tell him everything about me, mate. Maybe <laughs> <there he is. laughs> <laughs> not
2: everything. I can't talk as fast as you. Can't do that. You can uh, scoot up. Must have been about. 2007. Was it? Oh, oh that's right. Yep. We were talking about the
0: other day. Yeah.
2: Or yep. Um, good mate, Floppy. Made a few calls, got me into a, a couple of shows and competitions over east, and we loaded up the bike in my old uh, BYSS. Because you, you live you live out... Yeah, yeah, West Coast. Uh, like like where there's nothing out there. Yeah, two and a half hours just to an airport and then <laughs> it was like 30, I think it was 38, 40 hours to drive to the East Coast. So we drove over, did a couple of shows and competition. One was at Calder Park, he was judging and I, I jumped but I to the flat. Bad, but
0: I mean I watched, I was just sitting there with my foot up and then I just made up some scores
2: at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember over jumping, and then you saying, oh yeah, better check those forks or something and then i just... I well, will just keep going. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: yes. That stupid shit that he says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys find third beer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did. How old were you at that point?
2: Ah, uh, twenty twenty one, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it started pretty late. Yeah, you're a little older process. than the than than the crew. Yeah, he's younger. younger? What?
0: Uh, Harry's like twenty five. Yeah,
2: Oh, yeah, only just oh, younger, but he started started well before me yeah. with, with the motocross and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was just motivated. I was starved, starved of the motocross for the years. So, uh, yeah, when I when I got my bike, I basically lived on a farm, so I yeah, rode bikes as a kid, but didn't buy my own until I was about 14. And then when I had my licence at 17, uh, friends and I would just would drive to all the motocross races around and and just hit ramps for fun on the weekends, and, yeah, it's amazing that, it, couple of years Did it, and, then, and then you're the first person to do a triple backflip on a motorcycle. yeah,
1: yeah. No, the only person yeah the, Actually, the it's only funny. person
2: uh, I remember young I remember watching the guys like Travis and everyone flipping and mum saying oh, you're never gonna do that and I got the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember watching uh, Travis do the double flip in 2006, and I hadn't even backflipped then. It was later that year that I did the same as what he did, got a BMX. I think we jumped a, into a dam, water, just to yeah. play around. Then did the mini bike on the back of the landing for FMX Lander. And then after that, I thought, actually, yeah, I reckon I can flip a big bike. And yeah, it was like, how uh, was that end first of, one? End of 06. I nearly landed and rode away. I, I had it in my head. I, I knew. Sort of the physics and awareness. You know, you awareness. can see your wheels, and if it's a
0: little bad, then it's fine. But some people just try it when they've got no idea, and then they
2: can just make it the upside down. <laughs> yeah, and so. you yeah. what it took to make the bike rotate? And yeah. once I had the momentum, I was good. But and all it needs is these
0: things to get it to rotate. <laughs> <laughs> you number know, four, he, is, so
2: he is the best in
1: shape freestyle guy. Yeah, I he's think. Buff.
0: Yeah, I like so men's look, health. I like to look at him when he's got his shirt off. Yeah,
2: yeah. Harry's Harry's trying. But he's not there yet. Harry, no, Harry's, Harry's got me. He's, <laughs> yeah, he spends way more time in the gym.
0: Harry's lacking in the mental capacity, though.
2: <laughs> good value, though. He's, he's a good one. So, yeah, that.
0: triple. How do you go from a single backflip
2: to three?
0: Yeah, add two more.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny, actually. Travis, I guess ever since he did his double flip, he wanted to get a triple done. But it wasn't until Bag Jump came out with those airbags that we were able to just play around with different ramps in different places. So, Travis... Uh, Asked Mia and Tom and I to Tom Pajez and I to come out and test out some ramps, and he just wanted to see what was possible. And I think we ended up going through about 17 ramp changes, and uh, thankfully we could just jump to this great big airbag. How tall was the ramp in the air? 10. The was it was 10 and a half meter. I think it was 33 feet. And you get
0: that in third gear? Yeah, oh, third gear. Yeah. You
2: guys, were going. Uh, uh, like like, yeah, it was about 51 or 52 yeah, like, hey, on the hey, radar. Feet Close to 100, I think.
1: Holy shit.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we can get was, this video, can we? Yeah. Yeah, we'll get this video. <laughs> yeah, we'll get this video. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane. The, the first day Travis showed us that ramp. Just, you know,
0: Thomas was like, nah, I'm going home. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it wasn't, didn't somebody show up? We're like, ah, about. Yeah, but we had to rock, paper, scissors for who hit it first. It was stupid. I
0: would have said. And i And i sorry, did you say
2: something? <laughs> yeah, yeah but pretty awesome. did, you, did you just jump it first? Or yeah. did you? But the thing was like, mind you, it was. Maybe I mean, it 58 or 60 out. degrees, no, 70 degrees when we first made it. Ended up being about 10 or 12 degrees steeper, like around 79, 80 degrees in the end. But, yeah, we literally <laughs> eyed it up from about 50 metres back, thinking, oh, yeah, I reckon maybe third gear, Travis is, oh, I think fourth gear, you know, it's yeah, pretty yeah, steep. Travis. Yeah, yeah it goes no. 90 miles an hour, you <laughs> fine. I lost it, so I had to hit it first, and I was I third gear. I was just fairly cruising, and I jumped. It's so steep, you can't yeah. even get... It was just air wheelie the whole just, way. My back wheel caught the bag, basically compressed the bag, and then the front wheel dropped off onto the dirt. And I remember just, like, throat chopping the handlebars. Oh. <laughs> the back
0: side? Yeah. Like, you don't do did the whole
2: thing? Yeah, so the back wheel just caught the end of the bag and then just slapped onto the dirt. And, all right, <laughs> make it steeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because well, uh, didn't Trevor Jacobs try that jump and he jumped yeah. off the trees? Yeah, thankfully that was before he took the trees out and, and <laughs> made it a bigger landing, but... Yeah, uh, J- Trevor Jacobs, you know, is, is very talented, but just just didn't. I really underestimated the G force with the hitting a ramp that fast, and yeah. just buckled his legs a bit and <laughs> sent him he off the side. The base, right? Yeah,
0: <laughs> and then yeah, as he was flying up, he was heading. He wasn't going to land. Him and the bike weren't going to land in the, in the yeah, airbag. Just
1: hit the, and hit so he it.
0: yeah he foot planted the tree and then the bike landed off to the side and just pretty much destroyed the bike and then he popped his feet off the tree and jumped back onto the airbag it was like something out of a video game yeah
1: it's like a cat
0: yeah uh-huh. and that <laughs> pretty much saved his his legs and his life and his career in any other sport yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: so then they fixed the ramp you guys and, and that's what's crazy because you guys were there when travis did the the aussie roll right
0: Oh, I wasn't. Nah, we were probably touring somewhere. Yeah, today. you were there no, I because you were helping me move role. the damn ramp. No, I know we needed the Aussie roll. I wasn't there. Oh, okay. There. Yeah, I, mean, I was there for Normally, there. like Travis has got all this stuff going on at home, and you know, me and Sheenie are off doing the live shows around the world to you know line his pocket so he can stay at home. No, <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> yeah, we were we were touring somewhere, and then sometimes you know, if it's over Christmas. It, between tours,
1: nice? no, it was just check, in check, front of check. your face.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, between tours, yeah, we'll go be at home in Oz for Christmas and stuff like that, and so it just depends where we are in the world. It just didn't. Mi- mi- Trav, one of these from the bar. Didn't match up when Trav was doing the, um, doing the Aussie roll. We were just we were. Somewhere. Well, it's
1: just so my point in that was like, he starts it by hitting it first, and then he's like, oh no, we got to move this back. We gotta, we gotta put something under the front so it angles it differently. Like, and it's all just guess.
0: Well, no it's one else like, even comments because you'd be like, oh, you can't even say I think you should do that because none of us do. Well, Sheenie does double flips. I don't do double flips. I don't do three sixty flips. I don't do any of that. I don't even want to hit the ramp that gap and that size. So. It's not like you can rely on other riders to say, oh, I reckon you should do it this way, because no one else in their mind can comprehend what he's about to do, a double backflip 360. So when he says move it back, it's like (laughs) Thank you. All right, you you just do what you say and we'll we'll agree with it. (laughs) If it's extremely stupid, you're still gonna do it anyway. So we'll just keep our mouths. And then
1: he did it. He did it within he did a double flip, then he then he ditched the bike twice. We dug things out, moved the ramp, angled it, everything, and then he just nailed it. It yeah. was, and, and it doesn't look. It looks so, like it's intensive. Hard. I don't know how his head knows what to do. Like you were literally just spinning he and hitting done the last
0: times. Like with the gymnast training, with the body rotation, she you knows all about it. Like to do half, uh, half halfway to the first flip, look over your shoulder, and I oh, know he. Yeah, I'm just guessing what he. Travis has told me how it works, but he does He's know spinning, where
2: he so. is. It was funny though. He. um... I think after doing the triple flip, Travis, he loves to rub things in. And I remember getting text message just like, hey, just landed at Aussie roll, you know, up yours. And summed, summed it up. It was four or five jumps and it was something like ditched one, knocked myself out twice, chat myself, and then landed it. <laughs> yeah, like that. yeah. So, yeah, he did a good job. He shouted? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We'll yeah. The, on
1: the second to last one. <laughs> oh, right.
2: We yeah. Got, we got photos of that. Yeah, well, it's on
1: video where he's like, I'm going to go change. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, when you look... I, I can I can give Matt uh, some of the the clips of him ditching. Like
0: yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. ditching
1: sixty feet above the lander, which is and this you is know a
0: lander, not an not an airbag. <laughs> it's,
2: like it's a light airbag, I think, or it's yeah. just got the the turf. It was, like it was, it was, it was not soft. Oh, that's right. like a mattress.
1: Yeah, yeah he was he was hitting that turf. It had the it had the spring underneath, <laughs> but it's still like oh, yeah, what? Coming yeah, from yeah from coming
0: straight back down onto your onto your ass. You can only wear so much body armor before
1: you. And then move. with the triple flip, are you just looking back and hitting the gas
2: and hoping yeah. that the that the physics line up? <laughs> Pretty much. It was <laughs> it's just a bit different with like the jump was so much bigger than anything I'd jumped, but the rotation was way slower than a regular double flip. So we were we felt like we I needed to jump higher to make it a safer landing, but then to jump higher a, you know, a higher landing you need way more air time. To, but then the faster you go, the slower you rotate, So it was just. A balance of trying to get the maximum rotation out of and it. And that landing too is like this. Like
1: yeah, it, was, it is built so you come
2: down. And, and it f-
0: was all wood. That wasn't airbag, yeah. not turf, no, yeah. that was straight wood.
2: I think it was fifty-five degrees in the end. The, <laughs> the idea behind it was if we make it steep enough, we know exactly where you're gonna land because I was hitting, you know, with the radar gun on the on the takeoff, but but well, if it's steep enough and something goes wrong, I'll be able to slide out. <laughs> I mean, it was Straight
0: hard. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was hard. Just I slide out down. with a dislocated hip and a broken femur and a face. Yeah,
2: and a face.
1: <laughs> up there. Yeah.
0: And wake yes. up next week. So how many how many
2: golds do you have?
0: 25. Is that the,
2: yeah. You have the most, right? No, no, no. X Games gold. Who has the most, yeah? Travis.
0: Oh, yeah. I... Not in, in free zone? Yeah, like does, does now. McNeil does now, but yeah. I mean, that's like, I'm not disrespecting Whip and Step Up, but I just find, like, they're gnarly, but to win a freestyle gold medal where you have to do 90 seconds of the gnarliest shit back-to-back in one run, like, that's... That's intensive. That's intensive. That's, uh, and like I said, I'm not taking away from McNeil. Like, he's got, he's got more golds than anyone. But, like, Travis's golds that he does have, the years he won freestyle, oh, every yeah. year he it's came out, up. he was just pushing the limit and doing gnarly stuff that just blew everyone away in a run, just back to back, back to back. Like, best trick is gnarly You too. did too.
1: That year you won gold. You yeah. were doing all kinds of fucking wacky that was, shit. Yeah, I was. was, that was it after gold when
0: you blew me out? Yeah, yeah. I, was, I didn't know I won yet, and I finished my last run, and I rode off and ghost rode my bike on the Supercross track and blew my ACL. <laughs> so yeah that, that was successful but yeah so Travis has got I think he's got the most freestyle goals but I think Jacko's probably got the most best trick goals Jeannie's got a freestyle goal and as I said I think they're the, the best tricks gnarly because they just roll the dice on one trick but freestyle to win that you need to have a variety of the gnarliest tricks you have to do 10 of 10 at least 10 of the gnarliest tricks 360 double flips flip combos right. upright tricks sometimes he hit the quarter pipe in his run like that variety there is you have to be so good at so many different things.
1: So th- 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 the thing that's crazy, we're the same age here. You're, you're, you're younger..: 35. Yeah. So spring chicken. We, we grew up like in the crest of moto you know like 98 99 when wyndham won when wyndham won 125 class in 97 you know and was the first one to do a heel clicker during a Mm -hmm. fucking supercross race that was when mcgrath was seven times number one you know rolling rolling a fucking knack knack on that after being a lap ahead of everybody the tassels
0: on his helmet yeah dude
1: everything like 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 jeff emig all this stuff mike mike metzger like when we watched Krusty Demons of Dirt come out the first the first time, bought that VHS
0: at the, at the Honda shop in Bremerton, Washington, where I got it. I think it took like, a couple of extra years to get to Australia on the yeah, VHS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but we saw this when a knack-knack was a crazy thing to comprehend. Yeah. And now you've done a triple backflip on a motorcycle. The progression like i I saw, yeah, I, was, awesome. I was down on the field uh, at World games in twenty eighteen when Matt Hoffman was down there and i and I got to ask him I'm like, what do you think of like like we well, you guys were doing best trick I'm like, what's going through your head watching this shit happen with a dirt bike and he goes this, is, uh, uh, this isn't real.
0: Something you can never <laughs> imagine, yeah. But, I mean, when I first started flipping, like, you know, knack-knack flip and heel-clicker flip, and that, that were kind of the big tricks. And I just started thinking what I could do upside down. And then I thought that was gnarly now. And I kind of backed off all that. And then I watched Sheenie do double-flip combos and Pages do body variables and Jacko and Alderberg doing front-flip combos. Like, So now I'm already looking at that going, yeah, wow, I never want to do that. So,
1: And that's the, that's the thing. Where does it go from here? I don't really want to know, man. Exactly.
0: I, I, I'm just glad I'm not
1: doing it. So. I mean, do you think they, they finally design the the motorbike able to to whip, the tail whip? They finally yeah. come up with something that gets the body around? I or? don't really
0: think that's that cool. It's a lot of weight to whip around, and the time and effort and resources it take to build a custom bike to do that. Just but it's kind that. of like, what's the next phase? Maybe, like, okay, so maybe 10 years when... Technology's not nah, bike might even be friggin' electric or something, but it'll be some stealth carbon fibre thing or whatever, and you will be able to tail whip it. So that's, yeah, when I'm sitting on my couch at 50 with arthritis, I'll be sitting there, and they, they probably will be doing flip whips and stuff on... Well, it's like,
1: do you think anyone else is going to try and do the Aussie roll?
0: <laughs> no, definitely
1: not. <laughs> Look, thing is- who even has the technology to try it?
2: I know, I know. I, I guess eventually bikes, you know, we're getting... Electric mountain bikes and then electric mode bikes. This kind of you're getting the in between. So something that's not quite as powerful as a motorbike but lighter and more like a mountain bike. You could just do a bit. But better. is it the same at that point? That's like what I'm if saying,
1: you yeah. see if you see if you see this progression go to where a freestyle motorbike is more like a almost like a lightened version of a trials bike. Yeah. Is it really the same? Although back in the day that. when you guys are whipping a 450f yeah. around.
0: What we're doing now on the bikes we're on it's basically the same as what you said. Like 19. 19- 80-whatever when Krusty and all that first come 1990 when Krusty came out and you know Supercross that's all the same so if technology gets that gnarly in 20 years like Supercross might not even look the same so Freestyle might not look the same yeah but it's still
1: if you jump on a a 1998 YZ250 it's still generally the same weight same thing like you can still trick all your stuff on that bike, exactly. In like, fact, like, you'd
0: probably have to hit the ramp third gear on a CR one two five. But <laughs> yeah, like if, if we fast forward fifteen years and the technology is totally crazy and the bikes don't even look like the dirt bike, and they we don't ride. weigh it,
1: like you're, like you're yeah. talking about, probably going down to a, a sub one hundred pound bike with battery technology and everything, like like both wheels being powered.
2: Yeah. Like that would change.
0: Well, the game is, there is the bike that levi's building now, yeah and that's, that's what 20 kilo lighter. so it's a lot yeah he built his own frame he built like all these carbon fiber
2: plastics yeah so he enough. built something that he, he built his own yeah. motorcycle how much lighter
0: about, is it? it's about what 15 20 kilo 15 kilos or something uh, yeah i think it's more like
2: 20 kilo lighter but he'd been yeah. playing with his own carbon fiber parts for a while and and i'll show you the titanium chamber. so i think he's made a full titanium frame.
0: I don't think the frame's titanium. No, nah, because titanium doesn't flex, and it's uh, just
2: like what after
0: after being
1: used to the sheer weight, and then coming with some, that 20
0: He's been doing yeah. a bit by bit, like carbon fiber plastics here. Then he had a carbon fiber full subframe thing. So he's been gradually building up to less weight and less weight. So for him to jump on that, like if we jump on You're talking it, about like getting in the air and being able to flip your bike this <laughs> way, <laughs> like like a kickflip. Yeah, the bike does the burial. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, BMX has been the same since day one, except for those oh, V-safe man. handlebars. You, but you, it's still basically the same concept. Flipping a motorbike. Yeah. That's all the same concept, but I guess if all the technology changes and it's even gnarlier than what Levi's got right now in 15 years, the sport will look different, and we'll sit back there like, yeah, I would have done that on that bike. That's what, that's what yeah. we'll say, but yeah, it's... <laughs> we'll bag them out like the old guys are bagging us out. Yeah, out yeah. yeah <laughs> and cutting down our, not cutting down our fenders and stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you guys post fucking awesome
1: content. Where can people f- follow you on Instagram?
0: Uh, at FMX. if you want to follow me, even yeah. though I'm lost.
1: Yeah, well, you got all kinds of fun stuff, and you? Yeah, yeah, Shady FMX.
0: <laughs> My Instagram has hey, subtitles. Yeah, I copy him.
1: Two of the best, though. You guys are the most fun to hang out with. No, I'd, yeah, I'd, with, I'd without, without almost getting killed. I'd say you that. Know? yeah. I've almost been killed by Harry. I've almost been killed by Travis a lot.
0: Yeah, I haven't, I haven't put you in any you, danger at all. No, not at just, You're just laughing to death. That's why you wouldn't let me shoot guns at your house. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get in danger with me.
1: <laughs> well, thank you guys for coming. This has been great. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thanks for it's having nice us. Having. Thanks, JT. <laughs> Thanks, Black Rifle. We'll see you at the next one. Pull your pants up. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes today's training. Any questions? Woo! Drum titties, boy!